So, did you get a chance to try the mirror? I did. <laughs> so, in the last episode, we were talking about the optical illusion of staring in a mirror in a dark room, and Madeline said she was going to try that last week. Yeah, it took me the full week from last time we recorded to now <laughs> <laughs> to actually work up doing it. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> So what happened? So I decided to use the bathroom mirror first because we have a dimly lit, like a dimmer light in mm -hmm. our bathroom. So I was curious how that would affect it. Um, I was only able to do it for 30 seconds at first because I heard noises and it turned out to just be our dog licking outside <laughs> the bathroom. But they sounded really demonic. But I knew that was just in my head. Um, when I was actually able to stare for a decent amount of time, I started to notice my breathing becoming more like shallow. I don't know if it's just because what I was anticipating or nerves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or if it was just because I was so hyper-focused on my breathing and staring. So you were scared. I wasn't scared. Like it wasn't like shallow breathing. Like I was scared, but yeah, I mean, so did anything happen after that? So the longer I stared, the more my eyes looked sunk, sunken in. It was like my bags and dark circles were really prominent. I've read that in some of the comments of people who've done this, that, uh, that uh, yeah, the, the sinking of the eyes is, is common. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was so freaky. I didn't look like myself. And then... My nose started to look like a pig's nose. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's just like my face kind of morphed into a human looking pig face. Lovely. Sounds like a, an Amityville horror type of thing. Yeah. I was like, am I like the demonic being in this house? <laughs> I think the sunken eyes is that's where you also hear a lot of, you know, like the image of a skull yeah. overlaying the, the face and that. Yeah. It was really freaky. <laughs> Um, I did try a second time with in different lighting. Uh, I tried in a darker room with my salt lamp behind me. That one was a little bit more difficult because it was a lot darker and I had to wait a while for my eyes to adjust. Um, but I feel like it made it a little bit more creepy. I'm going to be completely honest. I'm not the biggest fan of being in the dark. <laughs> um, especially being around mirrors. I always feel like something's watching me, even if I'm not staring in the mirror for a long period of time. That is that uh, creep factor. Yeah. Um, but the longer I was looking in the mirror, my face started to look like it was disappearing. And I swear it looked like I had an ear-to-ear -ear grin. <laughs> like, it was very, like, dark and like evil looking and when i say dark i mean like the color it was like a shadowy like 
grin, but I know my face was relaxed. Yeah. 100%. It's just weird. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad that, that you saw something. Uh, I was, didn't want to make, like I was making up stories. <laughs> yeah. I mean, overall, it, it really made me notice things I dislike about myself. And that was the scariest of them all. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was shocked that I did notice changes in my face, but it was really frustrating. And I think you mentioned in the last episode that your eyes go in and out of focus. Yeah. And that's really frustrating. Yeah, it is. You're trying to focus on, you're seeing something weird and you're trying to focus on it and then your eyes adjust and yeah, you, you just totally lose it. Yeah. It is, it is irritating. I wanted to try the, the candle, but I yeah, just got busy during the week and never got around to it. So mm-hmm. one of these, one of these days I'll give it a try. The other thing you were going to share some pictures from me. So we were talking about, I just totally lost the guy's name. Carl Tanzler. Carl Tanzler and his dead girlfriend. And you're going to share some pictures with me. And and I have not seen these yet. No. So the first picture is going to be the airship that never launched because he wanted to launch. He wanted to launch her into space and have the radiation of the stratosphere stratosphere magically cure her because we know that that works even back then <laughs> sorry <laughs> he just sent me over this picture he did not seriously build this thing did he yeah it looks like a child did it <laughs> well yeah not only yeah it looks like a kid's toy but that's insane yeah now, I don't see any picture, anything, trying to see some perspective of actually how big this, because it looks huge. Yeah, I don't think there's any pictures to show perspective of it. Was he planning on going up with her? Because <laughs> it looks like it seats a few people. <laughs> I mean, if it's laying her body down, I don't think he was going to have her sitting up. So it's like a, uh, it looks like he modified an old plane, a little old propeller plane with no rings has these huge yeah kid toy wheels on it i'm not sure what the reasoning for the big wheels there are they remind me of like you know those like hospital plates with the cover over them oh yeah yeah that's what they (laughs) reminds me of (laughs) and i don't know what's going on in the front there but yeah and yeah i have to check this out we'll have to uh, put a link out to that or something that that is crazy okay what do you have what else you have and now I have, this picture is going to be of Carl, what Elena looked like before and then after all he did to her. Okay. Prepare yourself. That's him? That's him. And now I'm not sure. See, when I was reading the story, it never really stated how old he was. I know she was 21. But when I was reading this, I imagined he was older, and especially after seeing this photo, I don't know if it was before he died or... So the, the picture of her, the first one was before she died. Yeah. And the the last one is, it, it almost looked like a, a paper mache doll. Yeah. So it's not as gross as I would thought of it. So wh- how, old, how long was she dead? This was after he put in fake eyes and yeah and all that stuff well he took her out of her initial resting place two years after she had passed and then she 
had stayed with him for seven years after. <laughs> she, she stayed with him. <laughs> I didn't know like, how to word like it. she had a choice. <laughs> he had her for seven it, years later. It's just crazy because he went through all the trouble to get her body. And he could have just well made a paper mache doll. Or like we talked about last week was go down to the store and steal mannequin. Yeah. And honestly, I think he would have been able to make her look like how she was when she was alive because those two look nothing alike. No, no, yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. Well, yeah, yeah, totally off his rocker, right? Yeah. Okay, well. So that was that. I mean, so we're sitting here talking about these pictures and obviously anybody listening can't see them, but we'll have to get them out there uh, to look up. But that is crazy. I honestly thought the picture of her after her death was going to be a, a lot, after her death was going to be a lot worse. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, like gag me worse, but this just looks like a, I mean, I must say he did a pretty good job. Little work needs to be done on the ear, but. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean. To me, it's really creepy because it's like one thing if it was just a paper mache doll and be like, okay, like, that's fine. That's not bad. But to know that it's an actual human being underneath all of that, it's creepy, but it's also sad. Yeah. So that hair, it looks like a a wig. Was that the hair that her mother gave him? Yeah. That's another crazy story. (laughs) Why the mother would give him her hair. Yeah, well, also, is that was that a thing back then? People making, like, they made death masks, and then... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And him, he doesn't look like anything like I imagined when you were talking about him. I thought he was a lot younger. Kind of looks like Sigmund Freud. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> crazy. So, this week, we are actually doing a, kind of, I guess, a combined story... We're talking about the LaLaurie Mansion and Madame LaLaurie down in New Orleans. Yes. So why don't you go ahead and tell us about Madame LaLaurie and her sick adventures. Adventures. (laughs) So I'm going to be back with another really shocking, messed up story. I mean, any murder is extremely messed up but these ones have been gruesome the past few episodes but why not start off the podcast that way that's what we're here for yeah (laughs) like you said we are going to be talking about madame lori she had been ranked as one of the most infamous serial killers in the world right up there with hungarian countess elizabeth bathory right back around to episode one (laughs) (laughs) so this is our third episode this is the Third time that we've mentioned Elizabeth Bathory. Is she going to be our mascot now? <laughs> yeah, that was one that, or, or we need to start a drinking game that anybody <laughs> listening, every time we mention Bathory, pick a shot. Hopefully this will be the last time. Because yeah. <laughs> honestly, I'm, no offense, getting really tired of seeing your name. <laughs> <laughs> Before Madame Laurie's sadistic ways, she was born as Marie Delphine McCarty. Between 1787 and 1780, I saw a couple dates. I wasn't 100% sure, so I put the timeline that she possibly was born. And she was born in New Orleans. 
She married three times and had five children. Her first husband was a Spaniard named Don Ramon, a high-ranking Spanish officer. They had one daughter together before his untimely death in Havana while on the way to Madrid. Four years after Don's death, Delphine remarried to a Frenchman named Jean Blanc. They had three daughters and one son. After his death, she married her third and final husband, a much younger doctor named Leonard Louis Nicholas Lalaurie. How did the second husband die? I could not. I didn't see anything about him. Let me guess under mysterious circumstances. <laughs> Probably. But this was... Aspen! <laughs> <laughs> that was our creepy resident ghost, if you could pick that up on the mic. Yeah. The black cat from last episode has come to visit. (laughs) The black cat from hell. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so go on, sorry. He wasn't really present in her day-to-day life. In 1831, Madame LaLaurie purchased a three-story mansion at 1140 Royal Street in the French Quarter. Like many women at the time, Madame LaLaurie kept slaves. Most of the locals were shocked at how polite she was to them. She would show them kindness in public and even freed two of them in 1819 and 1832. However, rumors began to spread that the kindness may have been just an act. New Orleans had laws that protected, and I put that in quotation, that protected slaves from unusually cruel punishments, and the conditions at the mansion were far from appropriate, what they considered appropriate back then. Right, yeah. Oh, let's not even get into that. That's just crazy. Yeah. um, According to rumors, she kept her 70-year-old cook chained to the stove, slowly starving her. Other rumors were that she was keeping secret slaves for her doctor husband to practice Haitian voodoo medicine on. (laughs) I tried to look up what that was, but it was all confusing to me. What the Haitian voodoo medicine was? Like what it consists of. Oh, like rituals yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But that probably would have been would have been a whole nother Yeah, that's a whole nother topic right there, voodoo. Yeah. Reports even stated that she would even punish and whip her daughters if they tried to help the slaves in any way. So the daughters were aware that their mom's behavior towards these slaves were cruel and Whenever they like try to help or feed them, her mom would get mad. Okay. One man was so scared of punishment that he had thrown himself out of a third-story window. The window had been cemented shut, but is still visible today. The cemented shut window is still cemented shut today? Yeah. Okay. There was another report of a 12-year-old slave girl named Leah. When Leah was brushing Madame Lori's hair... She pulled a little too hard, causing the lorry to fly into a rage and whip the girl. The girl then climbed on top of the roof and leaped to her death. The lorry was spotted by witnesses bearing the girl's corpse. Police fined her $300 and made her sell nine of her slaves, but nothing really stopped her from purchasing them back. <laughs> did they, where was she bearing and did, did it say? No. I... Apparently, somewhere visible where people, which I didn't think was very smart. Yeah. On April 10th, 1834, a fire broke out in the mansion in the old French Quarter of New Orleans. 
The neighbors rushed to help evacuate the family and pour water on the flames, but the women of the house appeared to be alone. And of course, that woman was Madame LaLaurie. So I, I did, when I was doing my part of this, which is the, the haunted part of it, um, I did see something about the, the cook had started the fire. Yeah, there was speculation, but there was no... No proof. Yeah. But it makes sense. I mean, they were, like the guy jumping out the window, uh, the, the 12-year-old girl, and then this cook who's chained to the stove. It's amazing it took her... If, if she did start the fire, it's amazing it took her so long to, to get to that point. Yeah. I and mean, she's at a stove, I'm assuming. She's around flame. Wouldn't be too hard to start the house on fire. Yeah. I mean, it could be because... She was old, older, and figured sacrifice herself. Yeah. yeah. It seemed odd to the neighbors that there were no slaves around helping LaLaurie save her jewels and furs. When she was asked where her slaves were, she had told them to mind their own business. So they ended up taking it upon themselves to search the house. That was the minding their own business. <laughs> what they found had changed their perception of the woman once known as a respectable member of society but is now known as the Savage Mistress of New Orleans. The group that searched the home found the slaves in the attic and had been clear that they had been tortured. Unsupported reports from eyewitnesses claim that there were at least seven slaves beaten, bruised, and bloodied to within an inch of their lives. Slaves were pinned to tables or crammed in small cages. This is a little... I guess not shocking considering the stories before, but it's a little sad. Their eyes were gouged out, skin peeled, and mouths filled with feces and then sh- and then sewn shut. To what purpose? I... Just torture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I, you wonder if that's... You almost, yeah, you almost want to believe that that was just rumor because it's like, but... But if she was doing all of these other horrible things, I guess that's not too far off. It's just crazy. Why would, why would somebody do that? Of course, why would they gouge their eyes out? Yeah, I mean, maybe so they're scared and it makes it harder to escape. I don't know. Another tidbit I had read that, that uh, some of them had holes drilled in their head. I was getting okay, to that. Okay, sorry. Okay, <laughs> let me, I'll let you finish your story. One report claimed that there was a woman whose bones had been broken and reset so that she resembled a crab, one whose skin was peeled off in spirals to make her look like a caterpillar, and another woman wrapped in human intestines. Witnesses also stated that there were people with holes in their skulls and wooden spoons near them that would be used to stir their brains. Making the crab people and stirring the brains, seeing some mentally disturbed person's head that they're doing these type of experiments. The wrapping intestines around somebody or shoving feces in their mouth and sewing it shut, I, I don't see the, the purpose of that in their mentally disturbed minds. Yeah, I... Anyway, okay, so just, just crazy, 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 crazy. Yes. There were other rumors that there were dead bodies in the attic their corpses mutilated beyond recognition. Their organs were not intact, nor inside their bodies. Some say there were only a handful of bodies. Others claim that there were over 100 victims. Regardless, it gave Madame LaLaurie's reputation as one of the most brutal women in history. 
After slaves were released from the burning building, a mob of almost 4,000 angry townspeople ransacked the home, smashing the windows, tearing the doors down until nothing remained except the outside walls. Madame LaLaurie and her driver were missing. It was assumed they fled to Paris. However, there was no evidence of her making it to Paris. Her daughter claimed to have gotten letters from her, but they were never seen. In the late 1930s, a cracked copper plate was found in New Orleans St. Louis Cemetery with LaLaurie Madame Delphine McCarty, which was her maiden name, engraved on it. The engraving claimed that she died in Paris on December 7, 1842, but other records in Paris suggest she, suggest she died in 1849. And let me guess... Her body is nowhere to be found. Exactly. That was my last. <laughs> Despite Sorry. records, it has been believed that if she made it to Paris, she came back to New Orleans under a new name to do more of her torture. Oh, so they they speculate. Uh, yeah, I guess psychotic like that, you're not necessarily going to stop just because you were caught and you were run out of town. But why would you go back? Why wouldn't you start in Paris? Yeah, that's a good question. Because that's a huge risk coming back. Yeah. To this day, the body of Madame Marie Delphine LaLaurie has never been found. What is it with these psychos and their bodies disappearing? Well, at least with her, her body, her corpse well, was never... Yeah, they don't know. I'm assuming the plate in New Orleans maybe was just to throw people off? Or is it speculated that, that she actually died... In the States. Well, so it did say that she had died in 1842 on the plate, but other records in Paris said it was 1849. So it sounds like the plate was made up. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. But she, it appears that she did make it to Europe at some point. Yeah. Crazy, crazy. Yeah, at least this one... It's less likely someone stole her body, unlike Elizabeth Bathory. Well, only because they couldn't find it, maybe? Yeah. It's just, stories like that are so weird. Like, where, they have to be somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess back then they weren't looking too hard, and then by the time they were curious about where her body was, I imagine it, make, it makes it more difficult. I mean, obviously, if she's buried, she could be anywhere, right? Yeah. Especially if she's in Paris, whatever, I don't know. Uh, I'm assuming there was no information about it. So it said she died in Paris, right? Yeah. But there is no indication about where in Paris she was buried. Yeah. Just more mystery to the, the odd nature of the story, I guess. Yes. So I know. Go ahead. What's that? No, I was going to say, now I'm curious about the paranormal, creepy aftermath because i when i you said when you were reading up you saw some tidbits about my story but i didn't see anything about yeah and that's kind of interesting that you say that because of kind of my perspective of what i found and i'll I'll get into that but when i was reading up on the haunted part of this uh, i saw a lot of information about like you just said about your your part about the the Madame Lori part, but actually not so much on the hunting part. Yeah. I was trying to remember how we ended up on this story. I 
think it was I ran across a claim that Lalori was the first American female serial killer. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, this would be a good follow-up for you for the the Bathory story. Take a shot. <laughs> but after after digging a little further, I, I saw that there was actually another woman, Lavinia Fisher, who is from South Carolina, who was credited as being the first female serial killer. First female serial killer. Yeah. Serial, I have a hard time <laughs> saying that word, which is pretty bad for this podcast. So I'm, I'll work on that. At least I'm doing that that side mainly. Yes, yes. So anyway, if if there's an argument there about which one is the first female serial killer, um, let somebody else argue that. Yeah. Either way, the Lalori Mansion is an interesting story, and a number of articles claimed it to be the most haunted place in America. Really? Yeah. At least one of them claimed that it was the most haunted place, but I don't believe either of those claims. I really don't. From what, I, what I've researched, I don't, I don't believe that. You know, it's, it's shocking because it's not even like the creepiest looking mansion. It, from the pictures I've seen, it looks like, like a business industrial building or something. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it looked kind of cool. I thought it looked kind of a cool place to live. Uh, especially, I think right now it has kind of a gray... You know, a nice gray exterior to it. Hmm. I don't know. I think, I think it looks kind of cool. That'd be interesting to see it in real life. Yeah. I guess a side note to this is that it wasn't until after we started researching the story that we realized that there was a season of American Horror Story that, that revolved around this. Yeah, I don't, neither of us have seen that. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing it's a loosely based, loosely based, uh, based on, I have seen a few of the seasons. Yeah. I'm guessing it's not a, a you know, a, educational. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, educational um, telling telling of the uh, of the story. Anyway, this this was kind of a nod story to research because there were so many claims of the house being haunted that I expected to find more information and more details. Yeah. And so that was why it was interesting that you mentioned that when you, when you were reading this story about LaLaurie, and imagine a lot of those articles were talking about the haunted LaLaurie mansion. And from what I found is there was a lot of talk of what she did, and then the haunted part ended up kind of being just a footnote. Oh yeah, it's haunted. That type of thing. Now for all the horrible things that happen there, I don't doubt whatsoever that the location is haunted. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like... How could much. it not be? Yeah. Yeah. Probably a lot of angry spirits. Uh, so basically I was reading a lot of this place is haunted. This place is haunted. This place is haunted. Like just take our word for it type of thing. Yeah. So I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm missing something, but I expected more modern accounts of sightings. Like more recent? More recent accounts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I ran across one where a tour guide claimed that she saw LaLori while giving a tour. That was the only recent modern account that I ran across. So they have tours inside? Not anymore because it's privately owned right now. Oh. Uh, but, you know, they have those tours that go around New Orleans. So yeah. they just drive, you know, the bus tours to drive you place to place and yeah. talk about the different. Um, so my impression, 
so it, it was almost like it was overhyped. Yeah. Like they, again, I, I had no doubt that it's, that it's haunted, but they kind of just overhype it saying, you know, yes, this place is haunted, but with not a lot of detail or a lot of documented sightings. Anyway, after the mob caused the Lalories to flee that you mentioned, which 4,000, I, I read that there, you know, there's a mob, but I didn't know it was 4,000 people. Yeah. That's insane that that many people ran them out of town. Well, it's just insane because you wouldn't think at that time that 4,000 people would care that much. Yeah. Or there would even be that many people around. I guess, I, I don't know how populated New Orleans was at that time, but just, you know, in the general neighborhood, you wouldn't think there would be that many people. Yeah. So they're like coming from all over to run these people out of town. They had like an RSVP. Yeah. They, <laughs> <laughs> flash mob. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so after that occurred, the uh, supposedly the house mansion sat empty for decades. Then around 1870 or in the 1870s, the mansion was cut up into uh, dozens of apartments, mostly occupied by dock workers and, so, their, and their families. So they were apartments? Yeah. So that, so that big mansion, what did you say? It was like 40 rooms or something like that? I didn't see anything about information about the rooms. Oh, yeah. I thought I, thought, I, thought I read somewhere it was 40, 40 rooms. I, that it could be off on that, but... So yeah, so they they refurbished the inside, made it apartments, and then these dock workers uh, were staying there. The children of the immigrants, the children of the immigrant workers, uh, began to hear screams, dragging chains, scratching noises under the floorboards. I'm not sure if she buried any bodies under the floorboards, uh, but supposedly the parents didn't experience any of this. Hmm. The only account of an adult experiencing anything was one of the dock workers coming home late one night found a large black man bound in chains blocking the stairs. How would you react to that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that would... I'm, I'm well, assuming yeah, the, they know the history behind this place, right? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. You know, they might have been forgotten or, you know, if they're immigrant workers, they might, you know, I don't know if people would tell them about it. Yeah. I mean, do you just like, excuse me, I need to get past. To a man <laughs> chained? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Excuse me, I'm sorry that you're chained, but can, can you move over for a second so I can get by? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, that, that's kind of an unusual account to me, for me, because dock worker coming home late at night. You know, was he out drinking? Yeah. Maybe he was playing the Elizabeth Bathory drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I was thinking when I said that I was going to regret bringing the drinking game up because <laughs> I imagine there's a lot of things that I say over and over again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I thought with I thought it was going to be worried about ums and ahs because I do say those a lot and so yeah. but I found that there are a lot more phrases that I use over and over again I'm sure you can come up with one yeah you what, want me to say yeah, it? what was what the um allegedly supposedly suppo no, supposedly <laughs> yeah. allegedly <laughs> yeah I imagine we could come up with a whole list of them anyway yeah I say yeah a lot <laughs> <laughs> so anyway 
If you're going to do the drinking game, don't do it while driving. <laughs> don't do it underage. Drink responsibly. And, yes, drink responsibly. And also, me bringing up the Elizabeth Bathory drinking game. Yes, that is a sign to take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> um, at one point, the mansion was a primary school for girls. Students began reporting physical assaults uh, where their forearms were scratched and bruised. Oh, man. When asked who attacked them, they would say, that woman. Now, it's uncertain if the girls were playing tricks or the phantom attacks were true. Um, There are no memoirs or documented reports from that period, so it's just scattered accounts. And did you know. they know the history behind? Well, that's 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 one of the speculations is mm. that uh, that they were using that just as a ploy to for whatever purpose. I don't know. You know. Maybe they didn't want to. You said it was a schoolhouse. Yeah. Maybe they they were tired of learning. Yeah. Or got <laughs> bored. <laughs> yeah, they you know kids pranks. Besides the apartments in this school. The building had been used in a number of other ways, including a homeless shelter and a pub. A pub? Yeah. These are like the most random things. Yeah. And now, like like we were talking about earlier, that it's a private residence. Yeah, it's crazy. We were talking about the other day about how these, these haunted houses, especially ones with that kind of history, everybody wants now, right? Yeah. So they go for, go for a fortune where there was a time not too long ago where, you know, they're just buildings and people were buying them and they didn't care about the history. And yeah, it's like, it's a pub. It was a homeless shelter. It was a, uh, you know, there's a number of other things. I didn't go into the detail of all, but all these different things that people are buying it and using it for. And now people are paying, you know, millions of dollars for, I don't know what the last owner bought it for, but uh, side note, Nicholas Cage actor purchased it in 2007 for $3.4 million. Wow. So I can't imagine what the current owner paid for it. Why did he sell it? He actually didn't sell it. He lost it in bankruptcy. Oh. Rumor had it that he wanted. He bought it. Well, he bought a lot of property, but he bought that one. And rumor he wanted to go there and, and write a horror novel. But then in 2009, November 2009, it actually ended up getting auctioned off because he lost it during bankruptcy. Is he trying to be Stephen King? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know. Probably. Other accounts, people who have spent the night in the house have reported waking in the middle of the night to find a woman with long red hair glaring down at them. Ugh. Yeah, that would that would be kind of creepy. I think I'd be, okay, I'm out of here. Yeah. It's not like I'm going back to sleep. Well, it's, it's like, dude, like, let me sleep. Yeah. <laughs> or does no one taught you to not stare at people? <laughs> <laughs> and the same figure has been reported uh, by passersby saying she's, at, you know, looking at one of the windows, I guess. But not the cemented one. Yeah, not the cemented one. Other things have been reported again. These are all obviously all vague. You know, there's no details about specific people who have experienced this or, you know, documents of um, the re- the reports. I don't know, you know, I imagine the only reports you would have would be like newspaper articles of, yeah. of that. But uh, moaning from the room where Madame LaLaurie kept her slaves phantom footsteps echoing through the house, and reports of seeing the young girl that you mentioned who jumped off the roof. Yeah. Now, not all of the ghosts can be attributed to LaLaurie because in 1894, a tenant who lived in one of those apartments was brutally murdered in his room. When police interviewed neighbors, one of them 
said that the man, the man who died, had been had said that he was having problems with spirits. The dead man stated to the friend that there was a demon in the house that was that wasn't going to rest until he had met his end. It's... The dead guy, not the neighbor. Yeah. <laughs> that would be pretty bad if you went to your neighbor and said, "I got this demon problem," and he says. He's not going to rest until you're dead. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, yeah, so that was it. I mean, it's it's some some creepy stories. Yeah. But to me, they were really vague, right? And, and I understand some of them go way back. So it's like the only one I think that had the most detail was the tenant who was murdered and then the neighbor, you know, the report of the neighbor to the police. Yeah. But when you say, oh, well, people who stay there said... You know, they experienced this. Uh, I don't know. Just Again, I understand if it was way way back when, but the house has always been there, and if it's that haunted, you'd think there would be more recent occurrences. And more sightings and windows. Because I'm surprised you only mentioned one. Yeah, just, yeah, passersby. There's some references to people who, you know, standing outside the building feel the sense of dread or whatever. But, you, you know, those, those type of are kind of, you know, is that psychological? Yeah. You know the house is haunted, you go up to it, and you all of a sudden you start feeling creepy. Yeah. I definitely think that might be like a psychological thing, maybe. Not like discrediting their story. Yeah. But I feel like if it were me, I would just kind of rationalize this. Oh, I know this place is haunted. Yeah, and, and again, not not discrediting yeah. anyone for what they experience, and it really boiled down. To, and and if they didn't mention about you know if the if it wasn't so hyped, yeah, about how haunted it was and one of the most haunted places in the country, I might not have given a, a second thought as yeah. far as you know. Here here's what I found. But when they say that, I'm like, well, okay, well, I expect a lot of a lot of information out there. Yeah, is it bad that I'm. I wish there were more. Not that I wish people were scared and tormented by ghosts, but I just wish there were like more accounts. Yeah, I expected. I was, I was, I was hoping for more. But yeah, I guess for every ghost, there's a story behind why that person is a ghost. So maybe that's not the good part of it. But yeah, yeah. So that was it. I mean, not as much to the story that I thought there might be. Yeah. For all the hype of it, it's definitely an interesting location. I personally like the look of the exterior. I'd love to see the inside. Yeah, it's kind of... I feel like it'd be difficult because you know that it, the interior wasn't the original interior. And I'm also curious how they made it into a pub. I think they used the first floor. Mm. So I imagine they just gutted the first floor or whatever. And then, uh, I would be interested to see what the owner is doing now with it. Or if it's just sitting there. Yeah, I don't have to look. I didn't, I didn't look to see uh, any interior pictures or anything. We'll have to check that out and see. So that's it. I think that's all we have tonight. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. Make sure to visit next week for more weird and creepy stories. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at 12past3 or email us at podcast at 12past3.com. See you next time. See ya. Good night. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> <laughs>